This is Melbourne calling. Welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. Just blame it on the dog. Toodle pip. Hey, come over here, go over there. Don't be scared now, yeah. Lift up your head, hold out your hand, pull up your pants now. Why did you pull down your pants? We only just met, but that's why I like you. People connecting, grandma's laughing, nostalgia and ethnic dancing. And uh, that was Someone Stole Gabriel's Horn by Bing Crosby, uh, which is uh, an old favourite of mine. Beautiful song. How are you, love? I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad. And and a, a big hello to our listeners. Uh, yes. My name is Ms Edith Vale, mm. and I'm joined by my best mate in the whole world, Maureen McGillicuddy. That's right. You'll know me as the author of 1001 Sunscreens to Try Before You Die. Bestseller. Um, I do the voice on the audio book, of course. That's right. Now, we are sadly once again joined by this abscess of a human being, Caroline Springs. Mm-hmm. For those of you who have not sinned in before, Caroline is, uh, well, if COVID-19 was a person, it would be Caroline, Caroline. Springs. She is yeah. ranched, she is hated by everyone, and she's been inside half the world's population. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. She knows... Every US president. Caroline used to be a uh, character actress. And uh, and one of the characters she used to do was this woman, frumpy woman. A sort of a very, very dowdy-looking kind of woman. And uh, she was very funny, you know. She sort of she always had a few little uh, jokes. And, and this character, I guess, was a little bit, uh, you know, promiscuous. Anyway, yes. this character that she did once got in the news. Because, you know... You're not. You haven't made it unless you're on the news, and um, th- this character was made for a very big situation. You might all know Monica Lewinsky. That was Caroline Springs, wasn't it, Caroline? That was you, wasn't it? She's her chain is getting loose on that wall, love. You're going to have to bolt that I'll chain get back. I'll bolt it back on. Um, of, of course. Again, for those of you who have not tuned in before, we are coming to you live from the Granny Bingo bunker uh, underneath the uh, nursing home that we live in. Uh, we are in an old war bunker to keep safe from the COVID-19, aren't we, love? That's right. And uh, when this is all over, I think we're going to start doing tours. I, I talked to the facility manager here at the, oh, yeah. the the home, and she she was fine. You might have picked up in last. Last week's episode, uh, when we were talking to Joel Creasy, he asked where our bunker was, and we were a bit nondescript. For our own safety, and that of the Prime Minister, who was in the room next door to us. That's right. How big would you say it is, love? Oh, I'd say about seven metres that way by about four metres that way. Yeah, yeah, about 12 yards, and it's uh, it's a nice, nice space. Uh, very dark, not one bit of natural light coming in. So we've been very lucky just to be using a a, a, a gas lighter. And uh, we don't think there should be any problems in the long term with using a gas lighter where there's no natural air or light coming in. And it's nice and warm, which is good, because I have <laughs> flannel seats and uh, on my bed, and I like to, to wash them each day, and I leave them sitting next to the gas lighter to keep to dry them off quickly. <sighs> Yeah, it works. It works a treat, let me tell you. Yeah. Lighting the lighter, though, at the start of the day is a bit of a problem. That that absolutely envelops the space with flames. 
So we're looking forward to welcoming people into the bunker very, very soon. Now, last week we were talking about how bored we are. I'm so and bored. And after, after that episode, we, we had a bit of a chat, didn't we, love? And we yeah. realised it's irresponsible of us and it's on our own head. Only boring people get bored. Bingo. So we decided that we were going to try and be uh, really busy. We gave ourselves some activities and some, and some tasks to do mm-hmm. to keep ourselves busy. What have you been doing this week, Maureen? Well, this week, thanks for asking, Ed. Uh, this week I uh, I took to a new hobby. Uh, you might be familiar with yarn bombing. Do you know yarn bombing? Oh, Dave? yes, yeah, yarn bombing. Course, yes, yeah. I know it. Yeah. When you yarn something and then pop it on, uh, you know, a tree or uh, yes. someone's car. Letterbox. Letterboxings. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all the, the, all the... Shopping trolleys. Shopping yeah, trolleys. Well. Uh, your mother. Street lamps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the screws, uh, you know... Personal care workers, we they met they call they call themselves personal care workers. I call them prison guards. I uh, yarned bomb one of them. Right. No idea. Fast asleep and I did it. Anyway, I've cancelled yarn bombing. That's cancelled. Sorry. Bye. No more. No, that's can that's gone. You're cancelled. Uh, I'm now doing Zoom bombing. Ooh, what's that? What is? What's this? Well, everybody's on Zoom, aren't they, to do the meetings? You know, you've, oh, you've, the the WFHs, I believe they call it, working from home. They say WFHs to save time. They abbreviate it so that they're not spending all their time saying working, working from, home. from home. That's working from home. That's four syllables. W W F H. It's oh. five syllables. Double. That's more syllables than dub, than working from home. Working from home. W F H. You're right. There's five there. That's well. That's silly, then, isn't it? M- apparently, it's more efficient. Apparently, it is more efficient. Anyway, you zoom, zoom. Sorry. Zoom. So I've started doing zooms. Well, all you have to do is open the Zoom website, and then you type in any number. And you end up in somebody else's Zoom meeting. It's terrific. Who have you met so far? Well, I got it the other day that there was some bastard on there talking about national security. That was very interesting. I, I put myself on mute for that one because I learned quite a bit. Uh, I zoomed in on one that was a very... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I I had to remove myself because I thought this, this is a bit too uh, privileged information for me. I zoomed in on Maggie Beer. Really? The television uh, cook? Legend. Legend is the word you're looking for. The Maggie Beer. And you will not guess what she was doing. I can guess. I imagine she would be... Uh, cooking something delicious, or uh, stuffing a turkey, or, or something. Oh, maybe that's what she was doing. Ah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess it looked like a turkey. It had the flabby skin. Yeah, maybe it was a turkey. Oh, I feel a lot better about that now. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad. I, well, you have had a busy week, haven't you, love? Always got stuff on. Always got it. What have you been doing? Well, I've been quite busy as well. I've been binge-watching television. I got one of the nurses uh, to come down here and uh, hook up the Netflix. Right. Have you heard of this? Yes, I've heard of it, yes. Yes, yes. That's right. And uh, I've been binge-watching a lot of shows. Mm. I'm not normally a television woman, but, Mm. uh, you know, I can't go outside. So I've been watching uh, this show that everyone's been talking about on the the social media with their 
I can't remember what it's called. It, it's uh, got that um, evil uh, gay, uh, older, uh, the predator of a man who, who lures pretty young boys from the country uh, with the promise of, of glitz and glamour. Uh, but of course, he's just full of shit. And, and, and as soon as he's, he's done with them, he goes and finds another young boy that he, you know, lures in with the glitz and the glamour. You're, you're not talking about uh, uh, Tiger King, Joe. No, no, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. That's right, yes. That's it, yeah, it's, it's um, it's a bit loud, to be honest with you. I don't mind all of that, but uh, to make a television show out of it, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's a new world we live in. Liv. Yeah, yeah. So I've been watching that. I've also been uh, binge watching one of my favourites, David Attenborough. He's I just love his documentaries, oh, and he's yeah. so sexy. Oh yes, I've 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 heard that he's uh, he's getting a bit dotty. Love it, losing his mind a bit. No, I, 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 that's fake news. I read about that as well. I don't think it's true. In fact, I actually I taped part of it for you. I taped it off Netflix so that you could watch it. You watch the Here, I'll pop the tape. Where's the tape? I'll pop this in. I don't think he has lost his mind. I read I about it. In the, I read right. about it. Not, not, and not just in the Herald Sun. It was in the age as well that he was getting dementia. I, uh, I'm happy to be proved wrong. I hope not. Here we go. I've got the tape. I'll pop this in. And you need to eject that. That's my old uh, Wheel of Fortune tape. Take that out. All right, and take this one out and put Pop this that one in. Out. Go. Here we see a pregnant orangutan. The orangutan's gestation period is 14 years, whereupon he will return to the ocean to lay his eggs. The orangutan is a vicious, carnivorous creature. Here we see the orangutan approach a herd of duck-billed platypus. Duck-billed platypus are closely related to the number 12 London bus and taste like burnt toast. They are most commonly found in their native habitat at 14 Warren Road, Keysborough, which they share with a Mr. and Ms. Whalen. Watch as the orangutan peels the shell off the platypus like an orange and places it carefully in the freezer. She'll take that to the market and sell it. David, what are you doing out of your room? Oh, I'm making a documentary. Oh, yeah, documentary, is it? Come on, David, let's get back to your room. I think that the Herald Sun, I don't want to be, uh... I don't want to be pessimistic here, but I think the Herald Sun would have been lying to me. He sounds completely fine. He's absolutely fine. I, it, it's a real beat-up, the poor bastard, you know. Now, uh, this is the part of the podcast where we need to ask you for money. <laughs> I mean, we don't do it lightly. We we, 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 we feel shame over we, it, you know. We absolutely do. But, of course, we are performers. We've been performing, oh, for years. We performed for the troops during the war. We uh, host our regular bingo night uh, in Fitzroy in Melbourne. Caroline's on Cam 4. Caroline is a performer in many, many ways. She learned yep. many tricks uh, in Thailand at a small uh, cocktail bar, I believe it was. And one of the festivals we were supposed to be performing at was the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, which sadly got cancelled because bloody Daniel Andrews. Daniel you Andrews. Know, the state premier of Victoria, he is behind this. He started, he invented COVID 
to have the comedy festival cancelled so that women like us could not perform there. He doesn't yeah. want our voice out there talking about him and yep. telling the truth about what a bastard he is. That's right. And, and I'll tell you why he doesn't want us out there. It's because he'll realise that the pension that we get paid is not enough. It's not enough. Own. He is a real bastard. He I cannot stand bastard. him and his bloody wife as well, Catherine. Catherine. Queen Catherine. Oh. Always looking like the cat that got the cream with a big grin on her face. Well, she's a bastard as well. Oh, darling, I'll have another... I'll have a champagne, thank oh, you. Oh, oh, Daniel, why don't you close another level crossing? Oh, oh darling, oh, why don't you... Why don't you suggest the schools open like normal, Daniel? Oh. Oh. Anyway... Because Daniel Andrews cancelled our comedy festival, we've decided to set up a Patreon. And uh, you can jump on there at patreon.com slash grannybingo and sign up. There's all sorts of wonderful little rewards that you can get for signing up. And, of course, we'll do a little bit of a shout-out. So we do want to thank a few people that have signed up since last week's episode. We have Alana. And Jason. Tom. And uh, Paul. Uh, Matthew. Brent. Dylan. Hello, Dylan. Aaron. And, of course, the lovely Chris. Hi, Chris. Oh, you are all... Honestly, I am humbled by that generosity. We Thank are. you very we really much. Are. Thank you so much. Of course, uh, we are working on your little digital rewards and we'll be emailing them to you very soon. Um, and, of course, we are using this money for, for the podcast, aren't we, love? Oh, of course, yes. We've uh, we invested in some good quality microphones, which has been uh, a blessing because uh, it was t- t- trouble before. And, of course, we sent Caroline to a training session at uh, Triple M, the radio station. They run a wonderful little uh, podcast editing workshop. So... Caroline is actually going to be editing this episode. Not much of a difference, I'm sure. You might notice a few subtle differences, though. Yeah, you won't. Uh, I think, if anything, it's just going to be a bit sharper and more professional. This is your man, Flo Rider. Hey, what's happening? This is your home applause, man. Hey, you yo, know. what's poppin', man? It's your boy, Bow Weezy, man. Check it out. <laughs> Granny Bingo Wireless. Well, up next is a new segment. This is very exciting. Of course, as we said, our bunker is located under a nursing home, and there's a woman that that, uh, lives at this nursing home. We've known her for yonks. Her name is Beryl Beltbuckle. Yeah, she's one of my old mates. We've talked about her on the podcast before. Very lonely old woman. And uh, she was on some of our original episodes. She's been begging to get back on the podcast. We said to her, well, Beryl, you're going to have to come up with a segment and she has this is called beryl's budget baking i've never really told you this story properly edith about how uh, beryl and i met we i knew her before we lived here right and uh, i used to volunteer at weight watchers i i remember you went to weight watchers you used to go with your friend doreen didn't you doreen dunleavy doreen was a lesbian from what i remember (laughs) That's right, she was. Yes, she, yeah. she, she was a mechanic as well. Wasn't it? We used to call her Hunky Dory. Hunky Dory. She was a, a good, good, good woman, Doreen. Mm. She actually died. Doreen's past now, yes. She died from obesity. Right. But she was a long-term volunteer at uh, Weight Watchers. I was the, uh, I was the manager 
of our region. You know, people would come. It was a Monday night. We had about 35 members, which is very, very healthy for uh, Weight Watchers. In some areas, there are so many fat people that they have two meetings a week. And uh, in in my one, I kept the weight down uh, using some old techniques I learned in the war. Mainly starvation. And my job was, of course, as people came in, I'd have to keep memberships up. My job was to make everyone feel very welcome. So they'd come running in the front door. Well, not running so much. They'd sort of stomp in through the front door. I'd say, good afternoon, Judy. How are you, love? How's your week been? She'd go... And I'd say, Judy, just weigh in before you take a seat. Because we used to do classes and all that. You'd teach people about healthy eating and mindset and all of that. And uh, I'd stand and say, welcome, go along there. And uh, Doreen's job was to uh, weigh the people. You'd go and stand and check their weight from last week. They'd stand on the scale and you'd say, congratulations, you've lost, you know, 500 grams or something this week. And then they'd move along to uh, another woman who was a volunteer there, Esmeralda Soap. Uh, her name was Esmeralda, had been working there for a very long time, volunteering there for a very long time. And uh, anyway, so they'd measure all of that up, and uh, and then they'd sit down and we'd do the classes. That was It was so good. Anyway, I met uh, Beryl at the post office. Right, OK. Wonderful. Well, thank you for that, Maureen. Uh, well, let's uh, then introduce the first episode of Beryl's Budget Baking. Beryl's Budget Baking. Hello. Today's budget recipe is a hearty navy bean and ham soup. Uh, very, very filling and, and, and delicious on, on a cold winter's night. And uh, at first you're going to want to soak your beans. So... You're going to need a large bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's another, get another large, large bowl. Small, small bowl will do. Oh, small, a smaller, small bowl. A small bowl. Just get a, just get a small bowl. Oh, a plate. A plate. Just a small plate. Plate. Cup. An urn. Oh, done. Well, well, maybe we could we could try with. Oh, I think now it might be time for a word from one of our sponsors. During this time of economic uncertainty, the Australian Government's Job Seeker and Job Keeper initiatives will provide an invaluable safety net for millions of Australians. The scale and pace of its implementation is unlike anything this country has faced before. And so Centrelink is expanding, and we need your help. Expressions of interest are now open for joining Centrelink's Customer Service Call Centre. We're looking for 1,500 diverse individuals to join our existing team of completely heartless and soulless cunts. At Centrelink, we combine a complete lack of empathy with an almost pathological adherence to pointless, time-consuming and crushing bureaucracy. We're looking for motivated people 
utterly devoid of human emotion, who are committed to torturing those in genuine need with delays, endless hoops to jump through, and Centrelink's trademark rudeness and disdain for all human life. Applicants should be well-spoken and fluent in English, as well as being a shit-eating, fucked-up Dementor. Qualifications should include being an uncaring, petty, cruel and officious vampire cunt, with preference given to those who torture animals in their spare time. If this sounds like you, then you'll fit right in. Centrelink is a great place to work. But don't take our word for it. Just listen to this satisfied team member. Okay, sir, I completely understand. It must be very frustrating to be completely out of work, but I am trying to explain to you very calmly the benefits of working here at Centrelink. I will terminate the call if you are like this any further. Head to the Centrelink website for the almost impossible to find application form now. This message was not approved by the Australian Government, Canberra. The only breakfast show that starts before 4am. You're listening to Granny Bingo Wireless. All right, here we go. Now, the next segment is one of our absolute favourites. It's called Agony Grands. And uh, what we do with this one is we get you to, to write in. Oh, sorry, sorry, Edith. Sorry, Edith, yes. sorry. Sorry I, to interrupt I you. Try- Love, this I am um, a professional podcast. I know. I, I just, I just want to. I feel. I feel terrible. I didn't bring this up earlier in the episode. Um, I just wanted to do a very, very quick little shout out to my friend Elma Plug. I don't know if you've met Elma. I don't think I have. Is she of the Warrandyte Plugs? That's right. That's her brother, Roger. Right, yes, Roger yeah, Plug. Yeah, yeah, you know Roger. Well, Roger used to, our listeners, I think everyone would probably know this, our listeners, uh, uh, Roger, he used to run the fruit and veg shop at Vermont South. So that's where people will know Roger from. Anyway, Alma is going in on Tuesday uh, after the long weekend for an operation. Uh, she's been very, very unwell. Not not uh, the corona or anything. Uh, she's having both lungs removed. Uh, she's had, a, had a, a cancer of some description. I think a growth, and it's just precautionary. They they say it, it's it's it will sort of solve her problems. She's had some breathing problems, so oh, they're the removing both of her lungs. So all the best, Elma. All the best, Elma. Our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family at this time, and uh, give my love to Roger. Yes, yes. Looking forward to seeing you soon, Elma. Okay. Agony Grinch. Agony Grinch. So, as I was saying, this um, segment is is an opportunity for people to write in and ask questions or ask for advice about whatever issues they may be having in their lives at the moment. And uh, and we try and give you some advice. If you do want to get in touch with us, you can follow our Instagram, at Granny Bingo, or look us up on Facebook, Maureen McGillicuddy and Edith Vale. And you can send us a little uh, message there, if you like, and uh, we'll, we'll do our best to give you some advice. Now, I've got some questions here. Um, let's have a look. Uh, hello, here's the first one. Hello. Uh, this is from Stacey. Uh, hello, ladies. My husband and I... Uh, oh, could be the Queen. My husband and I... <laughs> my, hu- my husband and I are finding it difficult to get along in such close quarters during lockdown. He has taken to locking himself in his man cave in the morning oh, and staying in there all day. When he does come out, he barely talks to me. 
Yeah. Any tips on getting along better during this period? Sincerely, Stacy from Rockhampton. Good question, Stacy. Very good, good question, question Stacy. And, uh, you know, people are asking me this constantly. I'm getting letters and calls about it all the time. Hmm. Stacey, I find the problem is that women these days don't know how to be a good housewife. That's right. It's not taught at schools anymore. The kids aren't learning it and they're going hmm. out and they're getting married and uh, they so are... So sad. ...have no idea what to do. First of all, you're probably not putting enough effort into your looks, Stacey. You're probably one of these housewives that have uh, let themselves go, to yeah. use an old phrase, and, uh, you know, not tarting yourself up for your hubby in the mornings. Well, of course he doesn't want to spend time with you if you've got no makeup on, you haven't done your hair. What's he supposed to do? He's probably in, in that room, he's on a dating website, trying to find someone who has not let themselves go, who still yeah. takes care of themselves, so that he can leave you when this is all yeah. over, Stacey. It's a really, it's a really good point that you make, Edith, because uh, you know you don't go to an art gallery to look at plain walls. You go to look at beautiful things. That's right. My husband tattooed that onto my feet because I cut my toenails every day, Stacey, and he thought that if, if he could tattoo onto my feet, people don't go to art galleries to look at blank walls that I would remember that, and every day I'd put some effort in, and I have every single day since that day. Uh, I've I've put done my makeup. Very good point, Maureen. Very good point. And you know what? The, what has caused this 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 huge problem that we have now mm. is where feminism has gone. Right. Of course, you and I, we were feminists back in the day in the sixties. Right. I burnt my bra. Maureen did burn her bra. In fact, it was polyester, unfortunately, and there was quite a lot of pollution. They they actually had to issue the EPA issued a warning yes. about the amount yes. of toxic uh, chemicals in the air after Maureen burnt her bra. But she did do it. You might be aware of the ozone layer. Just saying. Maureen put the hole in it with the amount of polyester bras she burnt back That's in the right. day. But yeah. the problem is, it has been hijacked, this feminism thing. You know, we were just looking, you know, for a vote and a bit of extra money at our receptionist jobs. We weren't looking to, you know, stop shaving our armpits or, or be the breadwinner of the house. And God forbid, I wasn't trying to work nine till five. <laughs> I can tell you that <laughs> Absolutely much. not. That was not the plan. And unfortunately, Stacey, that's why you have have ended up in this position thinking that it's all right getting around in your dressing gown and your slippers. You're probably drinking a lot as well, Stacey. That's not oh. a good look. Not a good yeah. pissed wives. You know, not a good look. So I would recommend putting in a bit more effort and laying off him. You're probably nagging him as well, Stacey, getting him to do the dishes. Men are not built like us. Absolutely. You would be talking too much, I can guarantee you. Stacey, I'm just reading in, Edith. I'm having a quick look at the... Give me that. Um, uh, when he does come out, he barely talks to me. I'm reading your letter, Stacey, and of course we've not spoken to Stacey. I haven't clarified any of this with her. When he does come out, he barely talks to me, is what she's written in the letter. And I'd say that's because you're talking too much. He can't get a word in. And also, Stacey, this entire letter is you complaining. You're probably whinging to him all the time. And of course, he, he barely wants to talk to you because he doesn't want to listen to some whinging, old, haggard cow that he regrets ever meeting. A zebra doesn't change their stripes. Anyway, Stacey, we hope that's helped you. Stacey from Rockhampton. Oh, all the best and happy Easter to you too, Stacey. Happy Easter. Do you want to read the next one, love? Yeah, I've got the thing. Uh, hello, fabulous young ladies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're flirt. <laughs> you flirt, you 
dirty bastard. Uh, not Caroline. There's suck on that, Caroline. Sorry to interrupt. Have you fed her? No, 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 I haven't. I, I don't bother. She she can sit in her own filth. I gave her some smackos a couple of days ago, mm. so she should be all right. She gobbles them down too quickly, though. I think she gets indigestion. Sorry, keep going with the letter. Hello, fabulous young ladies. Not Caroline. Long-time fan and listener. I would appreciate and value your opinion on how a young, 32-year-old man can find a partner in this grim time we're currently experiencing. This is good. This is the kind of problems we want to help with. Do you have any dating tips on where to find a potential boyfriend? Boyfriend? Give me that Give me that piece of paper, love. 32-year-old man. Pass that here. Yeah. yeah. 32-year-old man find a boyfriend. Oh, dear. Okay. Keep going. Appreciate your valuable time, and I hope you're both safe in the bunker. Well, that is a very lovely way to finish it. That's from Bradley via email. Um, well, uh, I think... Um... Bradley, let me say this. I'm a, a religious woman, and I always have been. I'm a Catholic born and Brit. We attended the Midnight Mass via uh, Zoom on, on Easter last night, and... Uh, I believe that there is a God, and I believe that that God is vengeful. And, Bradley, what you are doing in your life hmm. is exactly why God has sent this virus to us. It is yeah. a punishment for the marriage equality and the Mardi Gras and the poof doof and, you know, you blokes getting out there and taking mm. your pingers mm. and you're doing the emmels and you are rogering each other something dreadful yeah. and it is sick and that is why God is upset. Yeah, that's fair enough, Edith, too. If God wanted hands in bums, he wouldn't have given us arms. If God wanted you to lick each other's poop holes, he would have made them taste better. If God wanted us all to like Meryl Streep, he wouldn't have let them make Mamma Mia, too. There are clear signs that God has given us, saying what you are doing is wrong, Bradley. Mm -hmm. And what you should be doing is what men did in our generation. They married wives, and they had good jobs, Jobs, and they just went to parks at, at when it was dark and did things in the dark because God can't see what's happening in the park after dark. And that's my advice to you, Bradley. Uh, go to a park alone at night in the dark, find some big burly truck driver and mm -hmm. do whatever it is that you people do and keep it quiet. Don't tell your mother. Don't yeah. be going to these parades. Yeah. Don't be yeah. sticking yeah. a yeah. rainbow yeah. flag on your car because I tell uh. you what, Caroline Springs will come to your car and she will get her keys out and she will scratch the buggery out of it the same way that you scratch the buggery out of other boys. Good advice, Edith. Very, very good. Uh, we've got another one here. Uh, this is a question here that's come in from Kathleen in Brisbane. We're getting a lot of a lot of ones from Queensland, which is terrific because we've never we've never been to Queensland. Never, never in my life. Um, anyway, this one's from Kathleen. Hi, Edith, Maureen, and Caroline. I hope Caroline doesn't open this envelope. She says, um, "I uh, borrowed some library books." in January this year, but now that I'm locked inside, I'm worried I'm going to get a huge fine. Is there any way that I can get out of it? Lots of love, Kathleen. 
Okay, Kathleen, good question. Very good question. Very, uh, very good question. And I get asked this all the time. Yeah, I go on to Reddit. Do you know Reddit? Uh, yes, oh, the yeah. Web, Reddit. And uh, I, I, I go on there. And that is the number one asked question on Reddit. Is how do I get out of library book fines? It's a huge yes. problem that the world is facing now. And uh, even more so if the, the librarian isn't feeling particularly generous with the COVID-19. Kathleen's in a bit of a pickle, Edie, so what would your advice be? Well, Caroline Springs here, she's signing to us her answer. Mm. Caroline was in the exact same experience as uh, you are, Kathleen, uh, when she was put under house arrest after mm. an unfortunate incident at a swingers party in the late 70s. Yeah. And, uh, she, uh, sorry, I'm just reading what Caroline's saying on her... Yes, right, yes. Uh, she says, burn the library down, Kathleen. They're in the library, Diane. I guess that's that's an answer. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. And Caroline would know she did a lot of book burning uh, during the war. Caroline was on... Um all of us, really. We, we picked the wrong side, put it that way. There, at, the yeah. st- at the start of the war, uh, we th- things were looking good for Germany. And, uh, <laughs> Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> absolutely. And hey, look, we wouldn't do it now if we knew what we knew. No, God no, God no. You don't want to be on the losing side, do you? <laughs> No, not at all. Uh, but, you know, things were looking up in Germany, so we, we went to Berlin and we signed up. And, mm. uh, yes, uh, Caroline was in charge of the book burning. Yeah. It's still a hobby that she clings to today, doesn't she, love? Oh, yeah, yeah. She loves it. She loves it. Every now and then I see her sneaking off with my Take 5 magazine or my, uh, you know, That's Life magazine. I say, da, 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 da. I haven't finished the puzzles, Caroline. Anyway, Kathleen, that's our advice to you. Let's go. This is your radio, your station. Forget about the department store. These are the DJs you've been after. Granny Bingo. Might be time for a word from our sponsors. I, I think would hope so. You dog-faced, ugly scumbag! Do I have your attention now? <laughs> of course I do. Because you're listening to a podcast... Did you know that podcasts are the fastest growing paid advertising medium in the entire solar system? The popularity of podcast advertising is skyrocketing due to COVID-19 as listeners tune in to drown out the infuriating sounds of their partners' fucked up annoying voices. With over two listeners per episode, the Granny Bingo Wireless Podcast is the perfect platform to grow your business. Reach diverse audiences like Tom's mum and the guy that edits the podcast. In fact, businesses that advertise on the Granny Bingo Wireless podcast say that they're not sure of the impact of their advertising spend due to COVID-19 stage 3 lockdowns in Australia. The proof is in the pudding. (laughs) I mean dessert. Sorry, grannies. There's an advertising package to suit your brand and budget and we'll work with you to tailor a unique campaign. Maybe a live read of an ad for your takeaway restaurant by the hosts, depending on the cuisine, or a sponsored post and shout-out on the Granny Bingo Instagram page, where there are almost 2,000 followers. How about your logo displayed on one of Melbourne's most eye-catching sites, Caroline's Asshole? There's nothing we'll say no to, and our rates are definitely comparable. Reach out via our Instagram or Facebook to find out more and to book in a one-on-one intimate meeting with our sales manager, Caroline Springs. Welcome back 
to Granny Bingo Wireless. I'm really loving this episode. How how are you doing so far, Maureen? Do you know, uh, yesterday, Saturday, I was a bit worried. You know, I I thought to myself, maybe I've run out of things to say. We've set the bar too high. But then I realised that all it is, the only reason I'm doubting myself, is because I'm absolutely losing my mind in isolation because I am so bored. So bored. I'm still bored. Last week I said I was bored. I am more bored now. Well, as I said, Maureen, only boring people get bored. But you know what? That can't be true because I bloody love you. You are... I couldn't think of anyone I'd rather be in lockdown with. You are the light of my life. You are (laughs) the angel of my heart. You (laughs) are the sun to my moon. I really love you. That's really... uh, That's really nice. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Edith. Oh, sorry, I, I completely misread. I completely yeah. misread that situation. I'm sorry. Uh, you, you don't want to. Let's let's just let's just pretend. Yes, let's I, I think we'll I just didn't. move on. Yeah. Um, All right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have said anything. Um. Well, the next segment we're going to do is called Celebrity Cheer Up, and this is a little uh, game we like to play where we call sorry, one should, of Should I? Should I? I'll take the condom off, should I? Yeah, okay, no, no, that's fine. I, Celebrity cheer up. We love it. Oh, it's <laughs> my favourite. I'm sleeping in Caroline's bed tonight. Okay, no, that's fine. Celebrity cheer up, where we like to uh, call one of our celebrity mates and get them to cheer us up a bit because everyone's feeling a bit flat at the moment, aren't they, love? Oh, and we've got so many famous friends, you know. Yeah. And on this episode, we're going to be calling our mate Dolly Diamond. A lot of you would have seen her performing at many of the festivals around Australia and in the United Kingdom, the mother country. Old she's Blighty. a huge star. Huge star. And, uh, you know, she's performed at our little night, Granny Bingo, many times, and we're so grateful. Every time she's on, she is uh, hilarious. <laughs> so we're going to give her a call. Do you want to call her, love? That's her phone number in the Rolodex right. there. Right. Okay. You... Dolly Diamond. Dolly, D for diamond. No, it's not. It's not under D for di- oh, D for Dolly. Here we are. Uh, 0422 Okay, here we go, Jimmy. I hope. Mm-hmm. She might Come be on, Oh, hello, Dolly. It's, it's Edith Vale and Maureen McGillicuddy here. How are you, love? Oh, I'm really well. What a lovely surprise. It's Easter Sunday, so I'd imagine you've been to uh, to church or something, so I hope we're not interrupting you, Dolly. No, no, I'm just off my knees. You're all right. Oh, good. wonderful. Very good. <laughs> now, how, how are you coping with the lockdown, Dolly? Oh, it's not easy, is it? I've got to be honest. I mean, I've been out there and I've done the windows, um, yes. They were filthy, but um, and I've watched a lot of Netflix. Yeah, um, oh. and I've amused myself as much as possible. And uh, I'm not one for a lot of exercise, as you know. No, um, no, no. we can tell. It's been all right. It's been all right. What about oh, you? 
look, we've been we've been locked up in this bunker, Dolly, for oh three weeks, I'd say now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it's not too bad, except for the smell that Caroline gives oh, off. Well, she it's is... always awful, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I've been worried. I must be honest, because you're both in the very risky category, aren't you? We thank you for saying yes. We are, Dolly. Yes. Well, and if you're all right, you're going strong, and that's all that matters. That's right, love. I'm getting so used to it, I think I might want to stay here. It's a little bit like, uh, you know, some of the, the venues. That, that I guess it's the proximity I'm, I'm thinking about specifically here. Uh, that it reminds me a lot of the venues that you work in, Dolly. I think you'd be quite comfortable here. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine, yes. Well, I mean, you're obviously your spiritual home is the 86, isn't That's it? That's right, yeah, and uh, but I, once we're all out, are you imagining I'm, I can't topness of thinking about when we get Oh, the same here, Dolly. And mm-hmm. and look, this must be an especially hard time for you because you are a busy woman. You're always performing somewhere or mm-hmm. other. Uh, you were supposed to be performing your show to hell in a handbasket in the comedy yes. festival, which uh, sadly had to be cancelled. Um, will you be bringing that back once this is all over? I would imagine, and uh, maybe, maybe even with a you know, telling a handbasket Christmas special, you know, our Christmas. Oh, wow! Yes. We we'd love I, it. We we will be there in the front row, Dolly. Oh. Yes, I don't mind a bit of a Christmas show, as you know. Well, yes. we've been to all of them. I love the one that you did in uh, September last Christmas, year. Christmas oh. in September. Oh, Christmas. it was terrific. Yes, I mean, I, there's something about Christmas that always makes me feel good about myself. I don't know what it is. Mm. I, I'm growing up, I had awful Christmases. Um, but uh, now I, I think that's what I do. I make up for it by trying to make everybody else enjoy a lovely Christmas yeah, show. Which you do so well. And and you have been doing a few streaming shows. You've been doing yes. the, uh, the the one with the Ge- Geelong Piano Bar, which I quite Ah, oh, that was terrific. Uh, will you be doing any more live streams while you're in isolation? Well, I, I absolutely loved it. And it's really odd, isn't it? When you're standing there doing what you normally do, um, and uh, there's just a little camera to work with. That's and, right. Uh, I think it's uh, it's just unnerving, isn't it? I mean, yes, I've never yes. done uh, pornographic movies, but I would imagine it's similar. similar. And uh, you just have to give everything to the camera, you know? Uh, well, people do, of course, want to see one of your live stream shows. They can follow you. Uh, you're on Facebook and Twitter on Instagram as Dolly Diamond. And uh, you'll, I'm assuming you'll be posting information about any upcoming shows on there, will you, love? Well, I, I often go on Instagram, and not every day, but just, you know, once a week and just let everybody know what's coming on. And uh, I think it's so useful at the moment, isn't it? Oh, I mean, absolutely. When we were younger, it, we didn't have all that, did we? No, we no. wouldn't be able to FaceTime or call each other. We would have had to send carrier pigeons, love. <laughs> oh, right. I, I used to, I remember going on a Tuesday, my father would send me to the age newspaper or the Argus and if I wanted to post something I'd have to go there on a Tuesday by midday and have my uh, my my message in to the editor mm-hmm. and they'd put it in and it'd be in the newspaper for one day That's and right. that was uh, terribly hard when I used to take pictures of my food because I'd have to draw the food and then send, give it to the Argus. For me I think um, you know it is a modern world but some of those old ways they were good weren't they? Oh, I mean oh. I don't know you know we've got it all now, I guess. Uh, I mean, we didn't we didn't have the coronavirus when I was young, but no. we've got it. What did uh, you have? Sorry, Dinner. What did you have when you were younger? 
Well, I, I think a lot of it. I mean, I think uh, going around when I was rubella was very big. We all had a bit of oh, rubella. Oh, huge. Yeah, and polio. Uh, we had polio. I think that was good. <gasps> yes, um, but yes. No, nothing like this. They we were, were out. No, they were pandemics. That was when pandemics were good, I reckon, Dolly. Yes, they didn't involve numbers. I mean, I don't even know what that means. No. I don't know what it means. It's, uh, someone spilled something on the keyboard when they were making it. That's, that's all I can think of. I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Um, but I just, listen, I think they're doing a wonderful service doing oh. this podcast. Thank and I you, know man. that everybody loves this thing. And it's about everybody rallying together. And uh, building each other up, isn't it? That's right, love, and connecting. You know, it's all about connecting. Yeah. That's right, Dolly. And look, part of the, uh, the the mental health best practices, they're saying, is to sort of, you know, uh, be watching a lot of comedy and that sort of thing and uh, reading some lighthearted books. And that's why mm. the, in this segment, which is called Celebrity Cheer Up, we like, like to call one of our celebrity mates and ask them to tell us a bit of a joke to cheer everyone oh, up. Oh, that's right. That's listening. Oh, do, you, my goodness. do you have a joke you could tell us, Dolly? Oh, I just, I reckon we're living it, aren't we? That's one horrible joke, I believe. But I would, um, what do you get when you crossbreed a shark and a cow? What, what do, do you, you get when you crossbreed a, a shark and a cow? I think you'd get a call from the RSPCA. <laughs> well, I've no idea either, but I wouldn't try milking it. <laughs> Oh, they don't write them like Oh, that's that a good one, Dolly. That is a good one. <laughs> well, you know, on the fly. And, uh, but, uh, and it's just, as I mentioned, though, we, um, we might not have had this in our day, but we knew how to rally the troops. And that's exactly did, what you two are doing now. Oh, really. Thank you, Dolly. You're very lovely. Thank you for taking our call. And, Dolly, you'll give us a call if you need anything, won't you, love? I definitely will. And, you know, right back at you. That's what we're here for, isn't oh. it? Bless you, Dolly. Thank, thanks All for chatting. We'll talk to you later. I'd, 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 I'd prefer to save money on an extra call, Dolly. So I'll just ask you while I... Can I have $50, please? Uh, that, that's... that's um, she, she probably didn't hear me. That's, that's all right. I'll, 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 uh, I'll get her another time. Baby, let's go! Edith, Maureen and Caroline, without wires. It's Granny Bingo Wireless. Well, love, that's it for another episode, I'm afraid. Oh, that's, it kills me every week because I, I, uh, I'm i a bit like a computer. Once this is finished, you turn the off switch and I just sit there for six more days and, until until Granny Bingo Wireless is on I have again. to hose her down. It's awful, it's mm -hmm. awful. Mm -hmm. Hey, kiddies, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We hope that this little podcast is bringing a little bit of joy to your life because for us, knowing that you're listening is bringing a little bit of joy to ours. Uh, make sure you tune in next week uh, for another exciting episode where I'll be doing a scratchy live on air. I'll be doing the entire episode in mime. And I'll be reviewing the Bible. All three testaments. We may all be separate at the moment, but we are all in this together. From all of us at Granny Bingo to you and your family. Thanks for tuning in, Cobber. See you, mate. <laughs>
wanted you to lick each other's poop holes, he would have made them taste better. (laughs) (laughs) They taste just fine. (laughs) He would have made them taste like a polywaffle. You know, God, God, God made a very cruel joke the day that he created man because he made it look like chocolate, but it doesn't taste like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to hell. <laughs>